Hello everyone, and welcome to Nightmare on Dream Street, the horror podcast where we take stories derived from my own night terrors and vivid nightmares and deliver them to all you thrill-seekers and horror fanatics out there. Be sure to support our show on Buzzsprout and Patreon, where supporters get exclusive access to content and sub-series. And be sure to check out our Facebook group. Now, without further ado, let's check under the bed, grab those covers, and take a stroll down Dream Street. This dream has been recurring throughout my life. It's still by far one of the most memorable and horrific I've ever experienced. It starts with me waking up shivering cold, laying on a hard tile floor. The green and mustard yellow checkered tile is so clean you could eat off of it. I stand up to see that I'm in a hallway. There is no end to it in either direction, just doors upon doors. All of them closed. The lights all take turns flickering on and off. The kind of white lights that are sickening and blinding to schools and office buildings. Between the flickering fluorescence and the smell... I knew that I was in a hospital. The salmon-colored wallpaper is original to its construction. We all know the distinct smell of a hospital from many others. The smell of stale air, the smell of urine, and the smell of walking corpses waiting for the bitter end of the grim to come take them away. A chilly flow of air passes by me, sending shivers up my spine and leaving goosebumps on my arms. I begin to walk down the hallway with caution and anxiety as my heart beats faster with every step. The first few rooms I pass by are empty. The lights were on, but the doors were locked. Each door is heavy oak with cold steel handles and a small square of shatterproof window glass just big enough to peek through. I continue further down the hallway. I keep looking in each room I come across, finding them all unoccupied, shifting lanes of the hallway from one side to the other and looking forward continuously, searching for the end that would never come. I eventually reach a part of the hallway where the flickering lights have gone out completely. Nothing but the small beams of light from each room's window seeping out to remain. A thin fog begins to animate around me, crawling across the cold tile floor. I feel unsettled, but again my curiosity gets the best of me. I look into the windows again. This time, there's someone in the room. My heart stops as it's a nurse inside, and her head snaps instantly in my direction. She has no eyeballs or eyelids or lips, just black holes where there should have been tools of vision and flat skin over her mouth like a doll with a manufacturer's defect. Her uniform and her bonnet are tattered and dirty, stained with dark red smears. I hear a voice in my head of her saying, As her empty eyes stare into mine, I nervously continue on. The next room I look into has another eyeless, mouthless nurse and a male patient strapped to the hospital table. A sudden panic comes over me, realizing that each room I pass is the same. The same terrifying nurse and a man strapped down being tortured. All were men with jet black hair, the same brown boots, and dark navy jeans. The only difference between them is their different colored t-shirts. I can't see any of their faces yet. I keep going and I keep looking in. Continuing further, I notice that the men with different colored shirts are being tortured differently in each room I pass by. Each form of torture is more horrific than the ones I witnessed in the previous rooms behind me. I peek into one window where the man is strapped down, but now I can see his face. 
His eyelids have been removed by the nurse and is screaming in agony. The nurse turns to a cold steel table. A lonely glass bowl sits on it. She puts her hand into the bowl and grabs out a handful of glass that had been pounded into dust. Then slowly she begins to sprinkle and blow the glass powder into the man's eyes. He screams even louder and more blood-curdling than before. A sickness runs over me and I keel over to vomit. Not only because of the things I just saw, but because of the man's face when I looked closely at it. The man being tortured on the table was me. After avoiding my stomach of acid and bile, I walk faster down the hallway, fearful and desperate to get out. Get out. A whisper in my head urges me. This is a place of pain. I regrettably look in another room window. This man had a red shirt on this time. Again, another version of me. Same face. The nurse is plucking off his fingernails with the needle nose pliers. The man starts screaming, turning my stomach, but there was nothing he or I could do. The next room is another clone-like version of myself having his large intestines slowly pulled out of his open stomach, and a second nurse is sitting there spooling them onto a barbed wire spit. In one room I'm tied to a chair, and they use barbed wire as rope. In another, I'm being poisoned with a gas mask over my face. One after the other, each room with a version of me being tortured horribly. My pace quickens to a sprint, one arm holding my stomach in fear and another upsurge reaching out. I reach a point where there is one single square area of the hallway lights over the open door of one of the rooms. I stop on my tracks and look to both ends of the hallway that appear to just go on forever like a paradox. I look back at the door and a nurse slowly creeps out of the room, no expression as the black eyes peer in my direction. Not the slightest movement, just waiting, watching. Cold chills creep up my spine again. A nurse appears behind me in an instant, jamming a needle into my neck, and then feeling the coldness of the liquid being injected into my bloodstream. I feel tired. I fade away as my eyes grow heavy and I fall to the floor. I slowly open my eyes, blinking several times as bright lights blind me from the ceiling. I had been drugged. And now, I was strapped to the table inside the open door room. It appeared that the last room was for myself, the version that escaped. I begin to scream and struggle, the same blood-curling scream that all of the other versions of myself had made that forced me to be so ill. They were waiting for the last patient, me. If you enjoyed this episode and story by yours truly and us here at Nightmare and Dream Street, be sure to follow us on Facebook and support our show on Buzzsprout and Patreon. We also accept submissions of our fan stories and supporters get access to exclusive content and the opportunity to chat with me one-on-one and access to our Nightmare members Discord. Keep dreaming and we'll see you on next week's episode.